This episode is brought to you by Portland Distro. If you like underground music, movies, and more, go to portlanddistro.com for licensed merch, vinyl, CDs, and more. Plug in the discount code 10OFF, T-E-N-O-F-F, for a 10% discount at portlanddistro.com. Welcome to this week's episode, guys. Glad to have you all aboard. Before we get going, I just want to give a shout out to my friends and family, the horsemen of the podcasting apocalypse. After you listen to this episode, be sure to go and check these guys out every day. We've got something for you. Monday, Brandon Legion brings you Horror Wolf 666. Obviously, it's a horror podcast featuring up-and-comers and and, uh, luminaries within the horror industry. It's all interview-based, and uh, Brandon does a great job telling the stories of these important creators. On Tuesday, we have Into the Necrosphere, brought to you by Jackie Smith. And I've said it before, I'll say it again, this is the only music, extreme music podcast that I listen to on a weekly basis, so just happens to be a good friend of mine too go out and support wednesday is the day that everything went black comes out and you're listening to the everything went black podcast right now i come back on thursday with my co-hosts jeff kashid and mike scandato for necromaniacs we know nothing about filmmaking nor do we ever pretend to know like we know what we're talking about but it's just our opinions on old and new horror films. Sunday, Soul Knox comes at you, brought to you by Carl Hikara. And Carl and I, as you listen to this episode, are embarking on a uh, project, like a split seven-inch, if you will, between our two podcasts. And that's kind of what this is all about. Friendship and collaboration. And I always forget to do this. So please, if you like the show, give us a five-star review, leave a review, and uh, it helps. It helps everything out. It helps us get the word out. It helps everyone. And also, if you want to support the podcast in any other ways, you can join the Everything Went Black Patreon. Been having a lot of fun with that. We have a good bunch of people on the Patreon platform for as little as $1 a month. You can get access to all the bonus content, which at this point is uh, weekly stuff. Every Friday, we got a, we have some sort of pick, be it music, movies, or books. You know, talk about that stuff every week. We have other shows on there, such as Long Shadows, where Ralph and I dig deep into weird fiction, Hollywood Babylon, featuring Evan from Quell. 
where we talk about some film classics from the past, as well as random episodes, new music, and just ruminations on stuff. So it's a pretty full gamut of stuff that we do over on the Patreon. For $5 a month, you have all the bonus content plus early access to the regular episodes. And if you want to sponsor the show, you can join us as a sponsor for $20 a month. And I will give you a custom ad read for your business, your project, your band, whatever it is. You pick it and it goes into the ad reads. Anyway, on with the show. This episode might not be, uh, how should I put this, as interesting to some of you. And it might be just the thing for others. But anyway, Carl Haikara and I are launching a series that's going to span both of our podcasts. It's called Darkness Weaves. And this is the intro pilot episode to what it's all about. So anyway, if you enjoy dark fantasy, weird fiction, horror, sword and sorcery, like any of that kind of stuff, then this is for you. If you're curious about that stuff and you want to find out about a great author that probably doesn't get the recognition he deserves, then continue listening. If this is not your thing, you can still listen by all means, but you might want to skip this one and we'll be back next week with something that will hopefully be more of your liking. So over the years, you may have uh, heard me talk about a author called Carl Edward Wagner. And uh, he is, he was a very prolific writer, sort of fallen into obscurity over the years, uh, possibly due to maybe um, his estate not being proactive in keeping his work in print. So Wagner was born December 12th, 1945, and passed away on October 14th, 1994. He's from Knoxville, Tennessee. Wagner struggled with alcoholism his whole life and passed away due to complications. He was a writer poet, editor, and publisher. Worked in the horror genre, heroic fantasy, science fiction, and even wrote some crime and westerns. So he covered the whole gamut of genres that I hold dear in my heart. Before uh, going full on into writing, he uh, was trained as a psychiatrist, so he abandoned that field to, uh, to become a writer full-time. And uh, so you ask me, you know, wh- why the hell do you care about this guy? <laughs> There's been a huge impact made by his work on, on popular fiction and popular culture that goes way beyond the years when he passed. I mean, he passed in 1994. But you can see his reach into popular culture even as, most, as recent as, as his past decade. You know, those of you also know that I really love uh, True Detective, and I know a lot of you guys like that series. And Wagner's influence could be seen specifically in the first season of that show. 
And uh, we're going to get to all this stuff. But I just wanted to give a overview of, of who he is. Uh, probably his most well-known character is a character called Cain. And uh, he's immortal. He's a sword-wielding adventurer. Antihero. Dark. As a matter of fact, in some of his stories, you don't even know if he's actually the protagonist or antagonist. He does a lot of shady things. Uh, he's you know sort of like on that kind of nihilistic bent. You know, he's immortal, so he's kind of seen everything come and go. All these ideologies come to pass, civilizations rise and fall, and uh, it makes for a very interesting uh, read. And uh, there's also an implication that Cain, K-A-N-E, is actually Cain, as in Cain and Abel from the Bible. And that Cain is spelled C-A-I-N. It's neither confirmed or denied. It's vague as to whether or not he's the same guy. But uh, anyway, Wagner describes him as this, uh, you know, sort of, Jacked guy, red hair, blue eyes, beard, very good with swords, but also has a very deep knowledge of the occult and the control of magic. So in a way, he's sort of an aggregate of Conan and uh, Bran MacMorn, another one of Howard's characters. I say Bran MacMorn because he was more of this kind of brooding, you know, character out there and, uh, there's a bit of that with Cain. And also, there's a bit of uh, Michael Moorcock's Elric, the Eternal Champion character. Because he also is a, a swordsman, but also relies on magic. You know, Actually, Elric and Cain have a crossover in a, in a story called A Gothic Touch by Wagner. There are uh, a number of Cain uh, novels, and there that includes Darkness Weaves in 1970, which we grab our the namesake for this podcast from Bloodstone 1975 and Dark Crusade 1976. And there's a, a novel that was never completed called In the Wake of Night. And uh, there's a collection actually that it compiles uh, three novellas called Death Angel Shadow and the, uh, the, the work that's compiled in this is Reflections for the Winter of My Soul Cold Light and Mirage and there's like a skew like there's like a whole legion of short stories that he wrote and a lot of that stuff was uh collected none of this stuff is in print by the way <laughs> you I, I mean you'll have to if you're interested in reading this stuff which i highly recommend you find any form of these stories and novels it's all available on the kindle app which um or, or the straight up kindle from amazon be forewarned the covers for these are abysmal they're like literally the worst artwork i've seen it's embarrassing how bad the covers are. Let's put it that way. The original editions of this one, or at least at least the, the volumes that I own from the 80s, 
all have uh, Frazetta covers, so they're they're sick. They're just incredible Frank Frazetta artwork adorning the covers of these things. And uh, as far as I know, those editions that came out in the 80s might have been the last uh, publication of those. So a lot of the short stories were collected and published in, uh, in a magazine called Midnight Sun, which was pretty much devoted all... It was like a Kane literary magazine that came out. And uh, yeah, so that, you, that's where it originally appeared. And there's a collection of the short stories that I believe is called Midnight Sun. And uh, you can find that, all that stuff on Kindle. You can also scour eBay and uh, Amazon and find very high-priced uh, editions of these things. And uh, I don't have hard copies of the short stories. I only have the, uh, the novels and the uh, Death Angel Shadow collection of novellas in hard copy. But, you know, someday maybe this stuff will be republished. Uh, in 2004, Death Angel Shadow's Death Angel's Shadow, the rights to those stories were acquired by Lauren Maus for film adaptation, but nothing was, has been produced so far. And that, that, that gave me a little bit of hope that maybe something would happen, you know, with Kane. But uh, to this date, there's nothing really um, in the pipe, so to say. I've always thought that Kane would have been great in comic books. Uh, you know, similar to the, the Conan comics and Cull and, you know, Solomon Kane, like all that stuff has been adapted, you know, John Carter of Mars. And I don't know, man, never, never really caught on to that extent. And maybe someday it'd be nice to see Kane comics or movies or, you know, series or whatever, you know. Wagner's horror work, though, is something that is equally as awesome. Um, he's done a bunch of horror stories. And uh, originally they were they were printed in collections. I mean, I'm sure they appeared in other places. As a matter of fact, I know they've appeared in other places. Um, I have some of those things. Uh, Whispers comes to mind, which um, originally the short story Sticks was published in in Whispers, I believe. And uh, I have the issue that has that short story in it, and uh, that's the one that has the most impact on. Uh, true detective in my opinion also Blair Witch I mean you can watch Blair Witch you can read sticks you can log, look at the artwork of Lee Brown Coy who is a fairly well known weird fiction uh, illustrator and you can see how a lot of that stuff kind of plays into those two things you know and, and uh, Blair Witch was back in the 90s and uh, true detective was uh, you know last the last decade so Wagner's work has definitely crossed into mainstream culture and people haven't even known that it was him, you know, and, and it's pretty clear to me. As a matter of fact, uh, Nick Pizzolatto, in an interview I read with him, cites not only Lovecraft and Robert W. Chambers as influences, but also Carl Edward Wagner. And it made a lot of sense to me when I, when I read that. Uh, so the stuff to look for when it comes to Wagner's collections, is uh, first and foremost in a lonely place, which is back in print, by the way, and that's kind of the uh, the crux of this uh, this series that Carl and I are doing. In a lonely place is back in print. Valancourt Books published it 
and the first installment of episodes that Carl and I are going to do is we're going to be going through each one of the stories in this collection. And this has some of Wagner's best work, in my opinion. It has Sticks, it has A River of Night Dreaming, it has When Summer Ends, it has In the Pines. This is some of his best work, and it's all back in print. And that's, that's a, an event, if you ask me. So please, if any of this interests you, go and buy this book, because uh, all I can say is that if uh, enough people show interest, uh, maybe the other stuff will start resurfacing. Maybe people will discover Cain. And, uh, yeah, that's all I can hope for. That's kind of the point of doing this series that we're doing, it, uh, is to raise awareness for a fine author. And it's a, it's a short jump, man, from Michael Moorcock, Tolkien even, I would say even Tolkien, Robert E. Howard, it's a short jump from that stuff into the dark fantasy world of Carl Edward Wagner and Kane. So In a Lonely Place, back in print, was really, really hard to find. There's another thing called Why Not You and I, which there's an illustrated version of that, which I own. And uh, that's uh, out there. You can find it. And then there's When Summer Ends, which, once again, includes some of his greatest work. I found a hard copy version of this online. I'm not going to share with you uh, <laughs> how much I paid for it. It's a little embarrassing, but I just needed to have it, man. And, and uh, I had the means, so I went out and I bought this thing. And I don't regret it. It's, it's a beautiful hard, hardback edition. It lived in a library for many, many years, so the book is in great condition, and um, I'm really proud of this thing, and I'm happy that I own it, and it's given me hours of uh, entertainment, and it's been incredible. So essentially, uh, that, that's a little overview of uh, his horror stories. There's um, a posthumously published volume called Exorcisms and Ecstasies, back in 1997 that came out. I do not have a copy of that. Uh, so if anyone knows of this, uh, let me know. And I'll you know, see if I can you know, come up with something. Um, regarding his horror stories, like I mentioned, Sticks, its uh, influence on True Detective and Blair Witch. Um, now, Blair Witch, you know, I acknowledge it's a, I would say it's an important movie. It's not a movie I particularly enjoy, honestly, but I can see in the canon, in the horror canon, how it fits in, you know, as far as like uh, folk horror and um, found footage, like that sort of thing, and as its place. I don't know necessarily if the filmmakers were like referencing Wagner directly or, you know, Coy's artwork with the bizarre sticks things they made. But I look at it, and I'm like, this screams uh, Carl Edward Wagner to me. So anyway. But yeah, True Detective, 100%. Acknowledge it. There's a lot of things that connect to that, in addition to the Robert Chambers stuff. And then also uh, Chambers, since we're talking to Chambers. There's a lot of that sort of mythos that Wagner also builds up, um, particularly in River of Night's Dreaming, 
of R- River of Night Dreaming. There's references to Carcosa, and uh, you can hear the Yellow King echoes throughout that entire story. And even in the Kane stories, there's references to a lot of Robert Chambers' work, you know, as well as Lovecraft. You know, some of the names, some of the concepts, you know, the old ones, like that sort of stuff, conceptually rears its head throughout all of his fiction. So in a way, you can correctly say that Carl Edward Wagner is a weird fiction author, as well as a dark fantasy and horror author. So he also wrote some pastiche with um, other characters. You know, like we love Robert E. Howard, or at least I do, and so does Carl. <laughs> we both love Robert E. Howard. You know, Wagner was deep with, uh, with Conan and Brad McMorn. Um, he wrote two novels. Uh, one's called Legion of Shadows, which features Brian McMorn, and wrote The Road of Kings, which is a Conan novel. Now, there's also some connections that Wagner has with Robert E. Howard as a uh, publisher and editor. Now, back when I was getting into Conan in the 80s, there was a, a series of books that came out that collected all of um, the short stories. You know, f- of course... My introduction was uh, the comic books, the Marvel comics. And those were just like, when I discovered those, it ruled my entire world. Uh, so there, but so then, of course, I found the books and I started reading the short stories. And uh, these editions all had the Frank Frazetta covers and were edited and in some cases added to by L. Sprague DeCamp and Lynn Carter. And uh, that's how... I was originally introduced to the Conan character. Uh, Wagner went ahead and edited and produced a three-volume set of the Conan stories restored to the original form as as it appeared in Weird Tales. So uh, I definitely applaud that. Um, This is like the real deal, you know, version of the stories the uncut unedited untouched version of the conan stories he also edited the long running the year's best horror stories collections for daub books and then he ran his own imprint called carcosa press which uh, was devoted to reprinting the old school uh, weird fiction writers from the pulps and the whole reason why he did Carcosa was because after August Durleth passed away in 1971, he was afraid that this stuff would sort of fade. And Durleth was like a big aficionado scholar of weird fiction. He ran Arkham House, which is a publishing company that put out you know all this like old stuff and kept the you know kept it alive. Uh, Wagner's versions of this, uh, he he ran a bunch of stuff and um you know the notable things were uh Morgenstrom and others it's uh you know the cave book Far Lands Other Days E. Hoffman Price and this is the one that I really dig it's the Worst Things Waiting and Lonely Vigils the Manly Wade Wellman collection all these are illustrated uh you can see some of uh Lee Brown Coy's uh beautiful artwork in there and um so yeah, that's another thing to look for, you know, out there in the inter- internet land. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, Wagner is a very important guy, I think, in my opinion. You know, especially if you are a fan of this niche of weird fiction, dark fantasy, sword and sorcery, you know, offbeat horror, you know, that kind of stuff. So Carl and I are going to be digging into this world over the next several months, the first of which is the you know, coverage of uh, In a Lonely Place. The first episode of uh, Darkness Weaves will be on Soul Knox, and we cover In the, we cover in the Pines, which uh, is a lead-off story of this collection. So I kept it short and sweet this week. Uh, I hope this piqued the interest of some of you. And if it has, please, by all means, go out there and try to find Wagner's work. Uh, buy a copy of In a Lonely Place. And if you're into this kind of stuff, please. And you're, and you're in the Northeast and can travel to uh, South Jersey. Come on out to Darklands Festival. That's, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. That's June, the weekend of June 2nd. I'll be there. It's put on by Cadabra Records slash... Jeptera Press, who just uh, put out that new Thomas Ligotti book. I'll be there the entire weekend. I'm just going to be having a grand old time, just hanging out and taking it all in. So uh, please, if any of this stuff interests you, let's support. This is a very, very uh, niche sort of thing. So the more of you that are interested in this stuff, we need the support. So anyway, hope everyone's having a great week. Talk to you soon. Take care.